Retromania Pro Wrestling Podcast Network is a Moonsault Media production and is intended for private use only. For more information, contact RetromaniaPodcast at gmail.com. Welcome to Retromania Presents Catching Up. This is an special bonus packed episode uh, covering October and parts of November. I'm one half of the hosting squad, Kobe Nida, and I am actually joined here via phone by Dave Rosenbluth, the mayor of Kicking Out at Two. Dave, what's up, buddy? What's going on, man? Good to be back. Good to be back in the saddle. I'm, uh, I'm, I'm really looking forward to talking some wrestling on a podcast. It's been a while. Yes, it has, uh, and due to unfortunate circumstances, um, you know, uh, things happen. I've been in the same situation before. It seems like, you know, with podcasting, there's always some technical or physical um, uh, difficulties, you know. So, uh, but we yeah. do we do this because it's a it's, it's a passion for us, and we love doing it. Um, so we are back with you guys, and Dave, I, I can't thank you enough for joining me and taking time out of your schedule to uh, you know talk wrestling. No, I know. I appreciate it. I mean, I've been wanting to, I've been itching to get get back into it for a while. Just to give everybody a, a heads up for those that that, that don't know, uh, right around Labor Day weekend, we had a a, a massive uh, rainstorm and it caused flooding in my basement where I do my recording. Now, my equipment wasn't damaged, but the majority of my basement, uh, the, the carpet needed to be pulled and. There needs to be some repairs that are taking longer than I would like currently at this moment. And with my current work schedule and the living situation, I couldn't really take my my studio setup and move it somewhere else in the house. So I've, I've kind of had to put kicking out at two on hiatus. Uh, but you can go check them out in the archives at Retromania uh, on Podbean, where you can find all the kicking out of two shows. So. Um, I'm hoping to get back in the swing of things by the new year. I was really hoping to, to kind of shoot for the holidays, but unfortunately, that doesn't seem to be currently. So I'm hoping to shoot for the hol- or, uh, new year. I'm I'm trying to uh, I'm trying to come up with a different format. I'm still going retro, but I wanted to maybe focus on like for the most part one singular topic or, or just the year in general and and. In 2022, it's going to be the 25-year anniversary of the of, of pro wrestling in 1997, which was a big year for wrestling. A uh, lot took place in 1997, so um, I'm thinking about just solely focusing on 97. Maybe every once in a while, if there's a special anniversary of something else um, taking place in a different year, then I'll cover it. But for the most part, I want to cover most of 97 with Raw and Nitro and some ECW, uh, a lot of a lot of pay-per-views and things like that. For the most part, I'm thinking about doing the Raws and the Nitro watch-alongs and the, even the ECW TV watch-alongs in watch-along form, I should say. Um, and and cool. so I, I'm still toying with some ideas as to what to do, uh, but I want to kind of come back with a different different vibe different feel um and, and a different direction for the podcast as well so uh, awesome you know I'll, I'll i'll update more as time goes on when i have everything figured out but right now i'm just really looking forward to doing this with you today and catching up on what's been going on in the world of wrestling 
Absolutely. Yeah, Dave, uh, I think that's, that's a good idea. You know, 1997, people say that that might have been one of the greatest years in wrestling for a long time, you know? Uh, there's other decades or years where people say like 88, 89, uh, some say 86, uh, you know, or like um, 1992 was pretty interesting <laughs> that, with, that yeah. we covered, you know? Um, well, I think 92 is going to be the 30-year anniversary. Absolutely. Uh, so uh, so I, I, I've been wanting to cover the, the Ric Flair's Royal Rumble win for a long time, so that's definitely going to be on the schedule. I, I those That will be one of the few exceptions, you know, stuff that took place in, in different years, you know, occasionally taking a break from 97, like a Ric Flair Royal Rumble win or, mm-hmm. you know, WrestleMania 8 being one of my favorite WrestleManias, actually. Yeah. You know, so... Things like that, um, Very you know, cool. even some WCW stuff that took place in '92. You know, the War Games, which you and I covered in, on a bonus episode. Absolutely. Um, so things like that. You know, a little off. You know, little, you know, on an off week where it's like, you know what, I'll give '97 a break here. I'm gonna pop in, you know, 1992 where we cover this or whatever. You know what I mean? So yes. That, yes, that's indeed. kind of the goal that I have in mind. Just keep it more focused on '97. Have one direction, but every now and then. You know, when it calls for it, a special occasion, if you will, throw in something that's not 1997 wrestling related. Very cool. Yeah, it's coming up on the 30 years of the uh, 1992 uh, anniversary of the year of wrestling, um, 30 years from that date. So if you go back in the archive, you can listen to our show, Marking Out the Days, Weekend Warriors, where we cover uh, Saturday night versus um, WCW superstars, or I mean, WWF superstars, my beg my pardon, WWF superstars against WCW Saturday night from 1992. We dev- we did it from like April all the way to December. Um, so uh, I'm going to be re-releasing those on those days uh, of the anniversary on our feed, kind of like a, you know, like a redux, but uh, you can always go back in the archive and they are there. Um, so they're evergreen podcasts, um, you know, check them out. And there's a lot of anniversaries coming up like you said 1997 a big year so we're going to give you guys options um and that's why i want you to join the facebook group so you can go to facebook and join and like retromania and then there's a button that says join the group and it's a private group but you join and i'll let you in and uh we can have polls there and questions i asked a question recently about who people think is going to take the belt off of kenny omega um, in AEW and Dave and another, um, person, uh, you know, said Adam page. So I, I listed some options there, but you know, we're going to actually have, uh, options for shows, maybe, you know, themes. Um, what do you want to hear this week or coming up? Um, and you guys get to have your voice heard and, uh, let us know what you want. And, uh, as always, you can find any, of our podcast by searching Retromania with a W on any podcasting platform. That's Spotify, um, Google Play, uh, Apple Podcast, and our home is Podbean, where we have like 380 plus podcasts there. Um, and they're all evergreen, like I said. Um, and they're really fun. And I see that a lot of people have been digging in the archive since we've took a little bit of a hiatus. Um, now, uh, cheap segue. Uh, speaking of hiatus, uh, let's let's talk about the company ROH, uh, Ring of Honor. Uh, they they might be taking a hiatus. Yeah, uh, I mean, 
it was it was a big story recently. Uh, the, the the company released all of its talent. Um, you know, they got I think one more show, one or two more shows left that mm-hmm. they're gonna that they're gonna put out this year, and then Glory by Honor, and, the, and then uh, yeah. and then uh, Final Battle, which will be held in Baltimore, yeah. which I was gonna go to, but unfortunately, I have plans to go to New Jersey of all places. Um, but yeah, uh, uh, I'm going to see a band there. So yeah, um, wow. Uh, it, it might be, like you said, a joke, uh, their final battle. I mean, yep. yeah, yeah, so. Very well could be. Um, and of course, you know, once once news of, 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 of that broke, then everyone, you know, the, 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 everyone speculated regarding these said talents may be going to AEW or if WWE would pick them up and put them in the new NXT. And Yeesh. there's been a lot of speculation regarding the future of ring of honor. Well, um, well let's read the statement real quick. Um, yeah, go for it. Throughout the pandemic, our top priority was to keep everyone healthy and safe. And despite not producing any live events for over 18 months, we were able to keep everyone fully contracted. We now find ourselves at a time where we need to make changes to our business operations and planning to pivot for Ring of Honor with a new mission and strategy. This year will culminate with final battle in December. We will be taking the first quarter of 2022 to work internally and reimagine ROH. ROH has the most dedicated fans in the industry, and we appreciate their loyalty and patience as we reconceptualize ROH. We anticipate returning to live events in April for the Supercard of Honor with a new fan-focused product to provide a unique experience for wrestling fans. Um, so, yeah, that's the statement there. Uh, like you said, they're going to... They're going to let everybody go on their contract. Uh, they'll pay the people that wanted to stay throughout March, essentially. And then from there, uh, this reimagined Ring of Honor will appear to us. Now, it's interesting because, you know, nearly 20 years ago, Ring of Honor started. Um, yep. And they, 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 were, they were a foundation for guys who are on top of the industry right now. Um, you know, a lot of guys that you see started their career in ring of honor and they were given that opportunity. Um, and it's interesting to see what has happened and how ring of honor evolved. They did do pretty well during, I mean, they tried to have pure wrestling, you know, the focus during the pandemic, which was cool. It was a different direction. It was a different style of wrestling. It was old school, um, which I enjoyed. Uh, and some people don't enjoy that. Some people enjoy the AEW palette, uh, a variety, or WWE, you know? Um, so I, I think Ring of Honor reimagining themselves, man, they, they, had some, they had some eras where they were fine. It's just Sinclair, I don't think, ever really tried. And they actually made a statement, uh, you know, a year or two ago about trying with uh you know the money and they have like infinite money it's sinclair broadcasting but they uh they they haven't focused on the wrestling or the production you know like they it took them 10 years to update their cameras and lighting so i i I don't know i think if they reimagine it they really need to put some oomph behind it you know yeah i mean i don't i don't follow ring of honor as much as you do but you know i've 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 followed, you know, some stuff loosely in the last few years. Um, <clears throat> I remember when they were, you know, on Destination America, 
and following Impact Wrestling. I thought that would have been... A, there's been different instances and different periods of time where they've had a chance to elevate themselves to the next level, and for whatever reason, it hasn't happened. You know, I thought... Madison Square they, Garden. Well, yeah, I'll get to that in a minute. Yeah. I'll definitely get to that in a minute, but the the the, the first being their... The, um, the, TV the time deal. slot on Destination America following impact or it was a lead into impact wrestling yeah and i thought that would have been a good opportunity for them to incorporate a crossover um uh, relationship with impact but at that time i believe them and impact didn't see eye to eye with other um with a working relationship due to other issues that took place years prior and then they were quickly off destination america that didn't last very long and then when they started to build some steam, when when they had you know the Young Bucks and Cody, all the guys from the Elite that you currently see on AEW, and the, the relationship with New Japan, they were really catching their stride. And they were on fire. Felt, yeah, they were on fire, and they you know they 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 had the big Madison Square Garden show. Now here's here's the thing that kind of baffled that that was baffling to me. You know, if it wasn't for, let's say, Omega and the Bucks and Cody and all those guys, and just they play a good, they play a, a, a significant role in them getting that Madison Square Garden show. Not taking anything away from the guys from New Japan that, that took part in Ring of Honor or the talent in Ring of Honor itself. What about the NWA? It was a collaborative <laughs> effort, okay? But at the same time, those guys and their exposure and the way that they branded themselves and the niche audience that they had were very beneficial to Ring of Honor and the success of that company, getting them that Madison Square Garden show. What is crazy to me is they sold out the garden, and I think everybody bought tickets thinking that they were going to see Omega and the Bucks and those guys, and not one person from that group was on that Madison Square Garden show. Granted, they were free agents at the time, or no, I think I think AEW had just formed. I think it was like in the first quarter of 2019, AEW had just formed, and I think that they were on their way to do their first show, um, Double or Nothing, in Vegas that year. But anyhow, they, what I'm saying is that they had an opportunity to really elevate themselves. They could have been, if if Sinclair put the money in, they could have been. I think what AEW is currently right now. You know, I, I with, with those guys. Do you think in a way the? Did, I'm sorry. Do you think in a way the elite sandbagged ROH uh, during that Madison Square Garden time, like as far as like not participating or not wanting to be, you know, like leaving the company in a way. They kind of mm. like like the way Tony Khan and WWE had had scouted so much talent within the last two years and. T- took all these talents from the bigger corporations and now it's like a stack roster in AEW and WWE doesn't know what to do with them so they're letting them go. Yeah. You know, I, I don't know. Maybe there was something I don't think they sandbagged them. I mean, I don't I don't personally know if that conversation was even had between, you right. know, those those guys and the company itself. I fully expected and I didn't realize how much I guess you could say bad blood there was between Ring of Honor management and those guys from the Elite. Because they, you know, the, the the narrative is that they dropped the ball not signing them. And that's right. how these guys eventually came to AEW, you know? Like, th- that's the narrative. So, 
I don't know how much bad blood there is or if there was any to begin with, but I was under the impression that they would make some kind of an appearance, mm-hmm. that there would be some kind of match with, like, the elite on that Ring of Honor Supercard, you know, at Madison Square Garden. Right. And we didn't see any involvement from them. Nope. Which then led me to believe, okay, maybe there, maybe it isn't as a friendly of a relationship as it once was. Maybe, well, it's apparent they don't they don't even include them in the Forbidden Door, you know. Yeah. So that that was kind of that was telling to me, and but at the same time, you look at the timing of it. AEW formed and made their announcement at the first of the year in in, in January. And we were in the first quarter of 2019 at that time. Ring of Honor and New Japan had the Supercard show at the Garden. And that was about a month and a half before AEW's first show, Double or Nothing, in Vegas. So mm-hmm. I would imagine that those guys were pretty busy getting things together and lined up for their big show coming up in, in Vegas that year. That they didn't have time to be involved in the Supercard show. But yeah. at the same time, like I said, we don't know how much bad blood there was between both sides and i know new japan had some issues with those guys too as well because they felt like they were left high and dry as well so all i'm saying that my point being as i've kind of gone around the block a couple times ring of honor has had multiple opportunities to elevate themselves to the next level and be a major player they were very close with you know before those all those guys left they could have signed those guys up but for but for whatever reason, they didn't, and I think that's a big that's a that's a big fault of Sinclair's. Mm-hmm. Like you said, Sinclair's a big television organization. They have multiple you know stations around the country. They're 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 a big they're a big organization um, from a television perspective. You know, the but, only times that I saw advertising for ROH on Sinclair Television was when I was watching Ring of Honor on. Well, yeah, 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 and that's but here that you know what that. That's no different than what we would see with WCW. Yeah. Uh, when Turner owned it, um, when uh, TNN uh, had ECW on, on on their channel, Spike TV, whatever you want to call it. Yep. Uh, so it's no different. Ring of Honor, or at least I should say Sinclair. It's it. This is no different than when Turner owned WCW. They didn't know what they had when it came to their asset. Of a pro wrestling company, absolutely. So therefore, they didn't—they didn't have anybody that had a wrestling mind or someone that had interest in the wrestling business, operating it and knowing how to get them from point A to point B. They just figured, you know, pay the talent, set up shows, it'll grow from there. You know what right. I mean? So that it's—it's it's another case of someone who doesn't have a strong interest in wrestling, owning that asset and not really knowing what to do with it. And then, you know, when they realize that it does, it is going to cost them some money to amp up their production and their marketing and their advertising. They don't want to do it because it doesn't have that appeal to them because it's wrestling. Mm -hmm. They want the benefits of what wrestling does for them, but they don't want to spend the money to get to that point. Absolutely. It's like a, it's like a write-off for them, you know? Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. Um, and some people have made that that statement before in the in the past, um, but it, it, it's it's it sucks for the guys that are that are you know built a home there for twenty years, um, and the people that you know the fans that love it, 
Um, I was definitely an honor club member. Went to a couple Ring of Honor shows, and the wrestle dudes, uh, Kyle, Jimmy, Dan, and Will, they they've went to a ton of Ring of Honor shows back in the day too. Um, shout outs to those guys. Um, but yeah, it's it's interesting. What do you think? What do you think could happen with Ring of Honor uh, coming up in April? Um, you know. I've heard that they're going to operate like an indie organization. Back to the old days. Talent that's available and they'll just kind of take it from there. Um, I don't think that that's going to be sustainable if they're trying to have storylines. No. If they're trying to, you know, like, like, cause they don't know which talent might be available the next month. Well, that's kind of how ring of honor was in the beginning. Um, yeah, it, it was just yeah, way too were, much. Yeah, they were an indie organization. They just had got you know, just like most startups, you know, they 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 cycle talent in and out. Um, I'll be honest with you, it 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 sucks to say this, but you know, I I I mean, if I were Sinclair, if you're not going to put serious effort into helping the brand and the product grow, then sell it. Sell your video library. And, and, and sell the assets of the organization to someone who who is going to take care of it or is going to you know use it to their to their benefit whether that's WWE buying the library and adding it to their network or if it's even AEW that was my next statement yeah and, and signing some of the talent I think it would be I know? think it would be beneficial for for Tony Khan essentially to buy that library because so many of his talent right now are those guys um, yeah. And the biggest thing that's being advertised right now on Ring of Honor on Instagram is uh, Adam Cole's anthology set, a three-hour disc yep. set. So, uh, I mean, right there. He's in AEW. Brian Danielson's yeah. there. CM Punk's there. Uh, you know, you got a, you got a, a lot of people that can uh, benefit from that library being added to a streaming service if Tony Khan chooses to do so. And and regarding that, too, there's, you know, he's publicly stated that, you know, there are talks of of doing some kind of AEW streaming service. I know Tony Schiavone mentioned it on his podcast recently that, um, you know, uh, Turner and uh, Time Warner Media um, that own TNT, that own HBO Max and all like we could see AEW on like an HBO Max or on their big um, I think HBO Max will eventually become. Uh, 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 like a Time Warner Turner streaming service, we could see AEW part of that, and with if they were to purchase Ring of Honor, we could see that incorporated into that video library. But at the same time, there's also talk of AEW having their own streaming service in and of itself. Maybe, mm-hmm. maybe, maybe being maybe with the backing of Time Warner Media. I don't know, but. Um, Yes, like you're right. It could be very beneficial for them to have you know the Ring of Honor talent under their umbrella and the 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 the, the, the video archive footage that they have. At the same time, WWE also has several Ring of Honor guys as well. You know, AJ Styles, Samoa Joe, mm-hmm. um, you know, name, names like that that are under you know that are under their umbrella. That the Ring of Honor footage could be useful to them as well. So. Um, it all depends on, you know, you know who's who's the highest bidder. But I, I personally feel like if Sinclair's not going to make a, a, a strong effort and they're just going to treat it like an indie, 
and just kind of like take it from there, then I don't think it, I don't think it's going to last very long. Uh, that's just me personally. Yeah. Um, hmm. It, it, it's interesting. I mean, I'm, I'm definitely, I'm kind of, uh, I, I'm kind of, you know, uh, on, on the edge of my seat waiting to see what happens. But then again, I don't, I don't have much faith in Sinclair as they, they've shown over the years, uh, how they, they've appreciated, uh, the wrestling that they have there. Um, yeah, I, I think this the final battle might be their final battle and if they do create something new or you know give us a new direction um it'll be it'll be something um i'm not sure how much they're going to promote it and put behind it like you said it might not last long um so all right let's let's move on what is your thoughts and feelings have you caught any of the new nxt 2.0 since we haven't spoke since the uh new relaunch yeah They changed up the, the 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 concept. It reminded me a lot of like it was like a, a an amped up version of what their developmental system used to be with like the 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 the, the OVW kind of concept. Mm-hmm. Um, I I like the look of like the show itself with you know the the way that the the, the performance center is, is set up. It's almost like a Roman Coliseum type thing with the stadium seating like i like that i think that's kind of cool yeah um but they got out indied by W and they thought all right well it's time to throw in the towel you know and i thought that i thought the nxt the old nxt you know which was a little more underground a little more grittier darker i guess you could say like Mm -hmm. i thought it was working but because it wasn't producing the numbers that they felt it should have up against aew on a wednesday then they moved to tuesday that, that it was time to abandon ship. Um, I, I'm not a big fan of it. I understand why they're doing it. Um, I watched that first episode, and there were some things I liked about it, but for the most part, there's way too much new in one show. Like, they were introducing way too many new characters for me to give a shit about. Hmm. Um, way too many. And I was like, wow, they're really, like, this, they're serious about this. Like, they're... They, there's very little semblance of what the old NXT was. You have Ciampa, Gargano, and Pete Dunne, and maybe a couple others, you know, that, that Io Shirai, you know, a few others that I, I, I don't remember off the top of my head. What are your thoughts and, uh, on, on uh, Rex Steiner? Uh, well, pff, Braun Breaker. Oh, I hate, the, first of all, I hate the name, but second of all, I think he's going to be a big deal. Yeah, he's I green. Mean, he's green, but he's good. I mean, he's got the intensity, like his dad. Yeah. And he's a you natural know, yeah, I think he'll. I think he's gonna. I think he'll. He'll be a big deal eventually at some point. Um, I, I, I like him. I didn't think that they were gonna push him so quickly. Did you enjoy the match with him and Ciampa? Yes, I did. I watched the Halloween Havoc show. I'll say that. that was... I, I watched the first week, and I was like, eh. And then I just, you know, my schedule, and I just kind of gave up on it. I took it off my DVR rotation because I can get it a, a, a day later on Peacock. So I, I took it off the DVR. And if there's something that I hear is good, that it catches my eye, I'll watch it. So, like, I ended up watching the Halloween Havoc show. Um, and I thought that show overall was good. And it was kind of, it kind of sent a statement that, like, this is, this is the new NXT going forward. Mm-hmm. Um, but 
I was, I was, I don't know. I liked the older NXT. I liked the fact that it was it was a spot under the WWE umbrella where guys that they normally wouldn't sign or pick up were, would migrate to there. That was where they would peak, you know, like the Adam Coles or the Johnny Gargano's or the Tommaso Ciampa's or the Kyle O'Reilly's, names like that. Mm-hmm. That was their that was their indie. That was their version of Ring of Honor. That was, you know what I mean? And I thought that that was a good place for them. And I think some of those guys could have eventually, with time and commitment, could have survived on the main roster or carved a spot on the main roster. Now, with this new NXT, I don't think that they have a shot. I know Gargano and and O'Reilly's contracts are running out in December. I don't know what Ciampa's deal is like, but, you know, those three guys right there, I can't see them having a a solid place on the mid-card. I really can't. Um, unless Gargano were to come in with Candice LeRae and Indy Hartwell and, um, and uh, what's his name, Dexter Loomis, if they were to come into the main roster as the way, as a group, I think that they could survive as a group, like a mid-card group. Well, yeah, because like Vince I'm, will have like a hard-on for Austin Theory like he already did, but you know, yeah. everybody else is kind of on, on thin ice. Yeah, so I, I don't know. I just, I like, I like the older NXT. I like the more underground feel to it. I liked it, it was more grittier. It was it it was not PG, but it wasn't TV fourteen either. It was mm-hmm. it was that in between. Like like I said, it was a home for guys that that made a name for themselves in Ring of Honor, but they can they can you know go to WWE and, and peak at that NXT. Like I like me personally, like. I, I'm, I'm cool with Adam Cole being on AEW, but I would have liked to have seen what they could have done with Adam Cole as a baby face on NXT. Well, the rumor is he was going to be Keith Lee's manager. Yeah, yeah, I heard about that. Change his name, cut his hair. Like, yeah, I, I yeah, I, I don't know what they were thinking there. They, there's, And that's the thing, too, is that, like, it seems like once they've done everything that they could do in NXT... When they when there is consideration for the main roster, the old man needs to reinvent the wheel and 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 kind of take away what brought them to the dance. Yeah, you know? a lot of the and, stuff and, that and, they were doing in NXT were just rehashes of ROH stuff from ten years prior. Yeah, <laughs> example nothing, Adam Cole and Kyle. Wrong with that. I know, and that's what wrestling is. But they they yeah. can't think outside of the box enough anymore for these guys, so they end up releasing them. So let's segue into the releases. Yeah. I mean, Nia Jax, uh, Karrion Cross, Scarlett Bordeaux, who Karrion Cross was recently the NXT champion. Uh, yeah. What's going on with that? Um, I thought he was a good talent. Um, I guess they didn't see. I guess they're they're trying to save money. Um, any other releases that stood out to you that were like kind of shocking? Um. So there's, you know, Karen Cross, Nia Jax. Keith Lee, uh, Mia Yim, his wife. I think that is due to a COVID situation, though. Um, Mia Yim. Uh, Eva Marie, who they just recently brought back. Davey Boy Jr. Yeah, they brought him back, and uh, he was in developmental, and then what's wrong, you know? He, wor- he worked a dark match <laughs> at, at, on the first live event when they brought back fans. Um, it was like a TV taping. The, the first TV taping, I think it was in Houston, he worked a dark match, and then they hadn't seen from, he, they interviewed him on .com, and they introduced him back, and he's coming back, etc., and then 
boom, he's gone. Yeah. So, um, I mean, <clears throat> Keith Lee, he's very unique. He's He reminds me a lot of the way that Samoa Joe was presented when he first debuted in TNA. Mm-hmm. Big guy that could move around, do things that a guy his size normally can't do. I thought that was marketable. And NXT used that to their advantage. They marketed him that way. He became very popular. He got the belt. I thought he should have had a little bit longer run in NXT because I felt like the main roster was too crowded for him. And once he got to the main roster and it was like, change your look up, change your music. All right, he got a a clean win over Randy Orton. That was good. But at the same time, they were trying to change too much of him. Like, he was dead in the water. In yeah. my opinion, you know, and then once they gave him the Bearcat name, I was like, oh, what the fuck? Like, you might as well just call him Mantar at this point. <laughs> Same you know? thing with uh, Karrion Cross, you know, the oh, way that, that they. Too. Yeah. Another one. He, he, he went to NXT. He got hurt, won the belt. Then he had to drop the belt. Then he comes back, wins the belt again, has a decent run with the title. But then it's like, OK, now we're, we're, we're investing money in you. So you have to go to the main roster. Right. And then once again. Reinvent the wheel, change the look up, you know, bring him to raw, make it a big deal that he's the NXT champion, but losing 30 seconds to Jeff Hardy on TV. Like, it almost seems like they punish people um, through booking, you know, I don't know if they call it punishment or if they want to just test these guys to see how they're going to, because I, I, you know, I listen to Bruce Pritchard fairly often and on his podcast. Prude, about- Prude Richard. What's that? Prude Richard. (laughs) (laughs) Um, Yeah, Prude Richard. Yeah. Um, Brucey Pooh will tell stories of, of, you know, Vince in the past just, you know, coming up with booking decisions and just seeing how the talent's going to react to it. Right. If if they're willing to play ball, if you will. And I think that's what the carrying cross thing was. And then eventually it was going to lead to Scarlett coming back on the main roster then the, you know, the the overwhelming backlash that the fucking Roman gladiator helmet, the demolition helmet that he wore on TV, they they, they took him off TV, or, and they were going to change his look up. Um, he was going to be more of like you know uh, Christian Bale, American Psycho mm-hmm. kind of, which mm-hmm. I think would have been good for him if they if they really committed to it. And then he gets let go. So I I feel like you know with him. Keith Lee, and then Nia Jax. Nia Jax came out right out the gate after she got let go and stated that she asked for a break from because of her mental health. And right. then when she asked for an extended break, they released her the next day. And that, to me, like, I could see her getting her job back fairly quickly, like within, I think, the next few months. It wouldn't surprise me if she comes back and she's a surprise entrant in the Royal Rumble because you don't fuck with mental health. Like, I'm sorry, you just don't, you know? And if if, if they gave her a break for mental health and then she asked for an extension and they said no and then they cut her loose, they that's a big liability on their oh, hands. Oh, be a, be a star, Dave. Be a yeah, star. Exactly. So yeah, that's, that's a tough... Out of all of them, Getting that's, her job back fairly quickly. Yeah, that's a tough um, one. Uh, I think she could definitely get her job back. What do you think the future holds for Keith Lee or Karrion Cross and Scarlett Bordeaux? I think Karrion Cross and Scarlett Bordeaux can go right back to Impact because Impact I was is... I Impact or New Japan for them, for, at true. least for Cross. Oh, yeah. 
I, I mean, I know that he didn't leave on the greatest of terms with Impact Wrestling, um, and that's how he was able to get out of his. Con- there was an issue that he had with his contract with them. So I don't know if he could, if he'll be back there. Maybe in maybe maybe New Japan, maybe NWA. Um, I would like to see the NWA benefit from a lot of these releases. That would be cool. Um, because, you know, them and Impact, I think, would benefit really well. Um, him, you know, Cross and AEW, it, there's way too, they got way too many guys now. Way too many guys. Unless you're going to do a brand split, you know, there's just way too many guys in AEW for, the, for them to sign. Too crowded. Um, too crowded. I think Keith Lee could benefit from going to AEW because he's, because he's got a unique presentation. Big man, his size, limitless Keith Lee. And he's do just about anything in the ring. He's he, friends he with all those up. guys, too. What's that? He's friends with all those guys, too. He's from. Well, I could give a shit about his friendship with all those guys, but the fact that. Well, they're all what, like PWG bring, guys. So. He brings something different. Yeah. To, the, to that presentation. He's not, you know, 205 pounds or under going in there and, you know, doing, you know, Top rope hurricane ranas and 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 tope suicidas, you know, to the outside. He's you know a big dude doing all this stuff, so he brings that unique presentation. I think will he'll he'll stand out and benefit from going to AEW and then moving up the ladder fairly quickly for a guy his size. There, yeah, so I could I see him and Miro having releases. some good. I could see him and Miro having some good matches. Yeah, him and Miro. I could see him and Omega. I could see him and Adam Cole. You know, I mean, the list goes on and on, you know. Um, he's definitely got, I, I think, the most potential out of all the releases from WWE to land in AEW and be successful and not get lost in the shuffle like a lot of the recent signings that AEW has uh, brought to their roster. Um, but the rest of them, I would like to see a lot of those guys just kind of land, you know, NWA, Impact, MLW, um, organizations that could use newer talent. Yeah, um, and just you know, go from there. I could honestly see Keith Lee in MLW, um, or yep. or uh, uh, I don't know about New Japan because Mia Yim is his wife, and uh, you know they want to stay close together, and that would be some traveling issue unless she's going over there too. But um, I don't, I'm not sure if they're a package deal at this point. Kind of like Carrion and uh, Scarlet Bordeaux. Um, <clears throat> another re- release to. Um, that was interesting to me. Uh, I mean, not really. Actually, Ember Moon, she kind of just floundered in WWE. Uh, they gave her yeah. that push in NXT and then just never really did anything with her in the six years, you know? Well, she also was injured a couple of times, too. She was out for a little bit. Um, it seems like when they when they would, they would start something with her, um, something would happen, injury, what have you. I mean, her best match, in my opinion, was the match she had with Asuka at mm-hmm. that takeover a couple of years ago. I thought it was a great match. She's one that I think could help benefit AEW's women's division. Yeah. Because of her, her, her talent and her experience. That's someone that I think, you know, another WWE release that could benefit in the AEW uh, you know, women's roster. You want to know who I think could? Uh, Fra- right. Frankie Monet. Uh, recent, recently released. Um, that's uh, Johnny Mundo's wife or Johnny uh, Johnny Drip Drip's Drip, wife. Johnny Drip Drip, yeah. Yeah. Um, um, Taya Valkyrie is her name. Um, I, yeah. I, I think she's a great wrestler. I think she's a great hand. She's got a good personality for being a, a heel in wrestling, and she can mm-hmm. control a match. Uh, she gives you that old school style. 
Um, and I, I don't know. I, I think they were on a roll with her in NXT, and then they just dropped the ball again. And uh, I think I can it definitely. Wasn't like they weren't doing anything with her. They were. She would. She had a significant role on the program. That's what I'm know? saying. And like, why did they just get rid of her? You know. Yeah, I don't know. Uh, I don't know. Some of it's baffling to me, and the, and the timing of it too is is very poor. It seems like the last set, like big set of releases that have taken place, have all been like in and around the time they do their quarterly uh, the, earnings reports. I was just gonna say that. I think it's it's to balance out the checks and balances. The, some of these people will be brought back if they want to go back to that environment, um, but I think it's it's cost cutting measures at this point. And uh, the con man over there, the WWE con man, um, is uh, is making some extreme cuts. Uh, yeah, I'm not an accountant by any stretch of the imagination. It's a it's a it's a billion dollar corporation. Um, they're a publicly traded company. They got to answer to people. I'm not saying that it's it's the right thing to do or the wrong thing to do, but you know they. They put out fresh, even though it wasn't the greatest, they put out fresh new content on a weekly basis during a pandemic for over a year. And, you know, that's no live events with fans, you know, that, that for over a year. And they're still operating. They're renting out buildings to do their Thunderdome setup digitally. I can't imagine how much that costs mm. for, for, for them to put that, put that out. You know, they were still trying to operate a, a, a business, you know, during a pandemic. Granted, they were getting big TV money to do this, but it, you you have to think that like that they took a lot of loss during the pandemic. That these cuts make sense, you know. At least from, you know the theory of just cutting people and you know cost cutting measure in and of itself, regardless of who they cut, you know. So people, I think it's people also it like. I think it's also due to the fact that they're going to get back into traveling too. So yes, the cost cutting measures is required when you have that much talent, uh, release some of the talent so they don't have to travel. You know, your card is a little smaller. Uh, you're, you're, yeah. you know, Mike Johnson wrote an article on PW insider just a few, just probably about a day after all these releases. And they, had, they had indicated that, you know, the rumor mill is that, you know, some of these releases were, were COVID related that some of these, individuals were not vaccinated uh, which is a whole nother subject in and of itself absolutely but i think that's the, the idea with keith lee of the, because of the traveling and the covid restrictions that are out there and, and vaccination like i went to the AEW show in october in boston for a tv taping just a few weeks ago and i had to show proof of vaccination uh just to get into the building and there's a lot of venues that are doing that now for concerts and sporting events and wrestling and things like that so they're, the companies put themselves at risk if they want to go somewhere, if they have a talent or multiple talents that decide that they don't want to be vaccinated. And like yeah. I said, that's another subject in and of itself. I could care less whether you are or you're not vaccinated. So let me just put that out there before I get lynched on social media. Um, I, I don't care either way whether you're vaccinated or not. You want to talk about that, do that in your own time. But um, <coughs> that, from the standpoint of the reason behind WWE's cuts, yeah. The, 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 the vaccination status was a big issue from what I read. Yeah. Um, uh, and some of the other releases, Grand Metallic and Lince Dorado, Lucha House Party. Um, they, could go to J- they could go to Japan, back to AAA. They can go to ML- MLW. What? 
about time. <laughs> yeah, Oni Lorcan. Um, he was a good hand in NXT, um, part of the faction with Pete Dunne that formed with uh, uh, that was going on with uh, Pat McAfee, and then uh, they had uh, what's the guy with the fucking hat that broke Rich his Holland. Yes, and Oni Lorcan was involved with actually, you know, breaking his leg or his knee, whatever happened. Um, he wanted out for a while. I've read too. He he just hated it. Biff Busick, yeah, he's gonna go hang out with his friends in AEW, I think. Probably. Uh, and ha- he'll end up on Evolution and Dark. Um, just being real, uh, or he'll be yep. he'll put on some fire matches like Bobby Fish, maybe be a good hand. Um, another release, uh, Trey Baxter, who is also known as Blake Christian. Uh, he was part of the New Japan Strong beginning in the Super J Cup in America, and then he was part of the NXT Breakout Tournament. I think he can go to back to NXT. I mean, not, not back, to, back to New Japan. I'm sorry. I think he can go back to New Japan and be a, a good hand there, or like I said, AEW. Impact it would also be a cool spot for him. I can see him there. Here's another one, B-Fab from the uh, Hit Row stable in nxt were you surprised by that one um yeah only because they brought her up with the rest of that group to the roster yeah and and, but at the same time though she was i don't she didn't do anything for me she was like she was a she was a she was a dollar store bianca belair oh i mean in ring was okay she was very similar to bianca belair and right now they're pushing Bianca as a top draw in the women's division. She did, she didn't really do anything for me. It was so. Granted, they did just recently re-sign her to a main roster deal once they brought her up, but I don't know for whatever reason they I guess they didn't see anything else in her, so they decided to just cut their losses with her. But yeah. Um, Nothing to write home about with her. Yeah, they also released the uh, lady that she was um, feuding with, Carmen San Diego, or uh, Crystal Carmen Lopez, or from the other faction, from the uh, Hio del Fantasma faction. So they released her too. Um, Wait a minute the 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 female uh, Lopez, Crystal Carmen Lopez, I think. Yep. They, I don't think they let her go. She was on TV last week. Really? Or the other night. Yeah, really? I. Don't think I, they let I her. I had just screenshotted recent releases. Um, Karrion Cross, Nia Jax, Keith Lee, Mia Yim, Harry Smith, Eve, Eva Marie, B-Fab of Hit Row, Grand Metallic and Lince Dorado, Karina Cor- Katrina Cortez of Legato del Fantasma, Ember Moon, Frankie Bonet, uh, Trey Baxter, Oni Lorcan, Zeta Ramir, Jesse Camilla, and everyone's favorite, Jeet Rama. That's... That- that's as of November 5th, so uh, I'm not sure. Maybe. Interesting. I didn't watch NXT this week, so. Yes. She's still she's still listed on the their their roster page. Interesting. Okay. And she was on NXT. Okay. I'm well, gonna look, I'm gonna look this up right now. Might have been a might have been a, a misinformation though, but those were. Yeah, yeah, no, no, no. I mean, it's it, it happens. Let me let me take let me take a look real quick. Absolutely. Let me go to WWE and their their NXT page. 
on Instagram. Um, uh, yeah, she was on TV the other night. Interesting. Like, okay. Yeah. All right. Well, yeah, maybe. She was, yeah, she was on TV the other night. She was involved in an angle with uh, the um, that big tattooed. Uh, I forget the dude's name. Um, hold on. Let me see what his see what his name is. Uh, John Quinn, the Asian guy. Uh oh. Uh, John Quinn. Uh yeah, he's like that. He's he's like that. X Y O N. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, she's uh, still yeah, she's still on TV. She's still part of that faction. Okay. All right. Well, Asthma, whatever the fuck it is. Miss misinformation then. No, no, it's all good. I mean, fuck, they'll probably release her soon anyway, so you may just keep her on the list. <laughs> yeah. Um. All right. Well. Uh. Any other thoughts of releases and uh, anything else before Don't we move be surprised on? Surprised we see more. I mean, and, 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 you know, you and I kind of talked about this, and I've alluded to it in other conversations, but, I mean, when it comes to the brand split itself, like on the main roster, I feel like they need to just, you know, merge the rosters oh, yeah. and, and, and start cutting some fat, you know, yeah. and, and with guys that they don't use. Make it one roster. I'm tired of seeing, you know, they don't even stick to it half the time. You know, they, they, there's no real like guidelines or, 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 or parameters regarding the, the, the split and you know this champion just shows up for no fucking reason unadvertised because they need to pop a rating you know they trade this guy to over this show but they there's no consistency with it it's been that way since 2002 when they started to draft in the split to begin with like it just just keep it at one roster you know and if you're not using somebody i mean i get it they need guys on the bench in case someone gets hurt but there's they have way too much talent i mean the list of names that they let go starting from last year in the pandemic to now is about the size of a roster you would see in the mid nineties. Oh, you know absolutely. I mean? Like there's like 80 something guys. And that that was like the size of what WCW had for, for talent in the mid to late nineties. Yeah. You know? So it's, it's yeah. I mean, if you're not, I don't know. I mean, they, they, I think they realized that, you know, AEW, it, it they are what they are, and they they offer a, a a different schedule for talent and pay them at a good rate to 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 wrestle for them on a limited basis, and so therefore let these talents go. They don't need to because they signed a lot of guys and a lot of girls, so they wouldn't go to AEW. Right. You know, so. I don't know. Just, the Good Brothers being them. an example, and then they end up end up in Impact. <laughs> oh, I know. Yeah, uh, that was dis- that was disappointing for me, just because I I, I don't know. I, I like the Good Brothers, but I mean, have you watched doing... Have you watched any Impact lately? Uh, no, I have not. Unfortunately, I don't have the channel, and okay. you know, I have the app, but I don't I don't keep up with like the 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 regular show. Um. Which, you know, to me, I thought, like, that whole Impact-AEW relationship really was to benefit AEW. I don't see what Impact got out of it. I really don't. Um, they got a little boost in TV, but they're, they're working with New Japan still. Um, yeah. With the Bullet Club feuding and factions. Um, yeah. Which is kind of cool. 
Um, but their TV has been pre- pretty consistently good. I, I enjoy the production. Um, uh-huh. It's not all a bunch of cutting like uh, WWE. I, I just can't stand watching WWE anymore because it's like too many cuts in the camera. And uh, for me, that's like, I, I don't know. I, I lose. You know what bothers me about WWE right now is the, it's, it, you know, I've said this before, it's overproduced, but, you know, for a long period of time during the pandemic, they obviously had to create, you know, fan reactions like mm-hmm. when the guys were in the ring. Mm-hmm. But now they're piping in crowd noise. Oh, yeah. During, during matches and during interview segments and, you know, the backstage stuff, like, it's just, it, it's it's way overproduced. Oh, way I knew that was going to be a thing. I knew you that know, was going to be a thing. Yeah. I, I was hoping that they would have gotten rid of that because there was fans coming back, but I don't know. It's just, uh, I'm, I'm kind of at a point now as a wrestling fan where I... I'll, I'll, I have a ton of stuff on my DVR, but I will fast forward through a good chunk of it. If there's mm-hmm. something I hear that's good, I'll watch it. Otherwise, if I'm home, like it's, I'm not like, I'm not trying so hard to catch up on all my wrestling. Right. Anymore. Right. Yeah, I hear you. I'm the same. I got the little one, so I've been, I've just been uh, on the Plex server, uh, thanks to Dan, who's got an infinite library of wrestling. So I've been indulging in old school stuff when I do laundry or, uh, if I'm chilling out for a little bit, but yeah, uh, otherwise I kind of just fast forward like you through stuff. And I, I do enjoy the CM Punk promos on, uh, AEW and his matches, um, and Brian Danielson's and some other things on AEW. But I, I feel like recently they've, um, with Daniel Bryan and CM Punk, those guys that they've been working with, Minus a few with uh, Powerhouse Hobbs. Um, those guys are the WWE style. Um, they've wrestled with them before or in the WWE, you know? It's, uh-huh. mo- it's more their speed. So would you would you agree that Daniel Bryan and CM Punk bring a different speed or like level to AEW rather than everybody else? Or am I wrong to say that? Um. I think we're seeing a different. We're seeing, you know, Brian Danielson's um, American Dragon um, presentation a little bit more um, in AEW. He's he's been able to do things more technically in the ring that he wasn't able to do in WWE. Um, so he's he's bringing more technical wrestling to the presentation. Um, I think their name value is from WWE is helping. But I think that I, I I think Punk's already been overexposed. Ah, and I'm, yeah, I'm it's every week. Get, huh? It's every week. They find a way to shoehorn him in. It's like, all right, we're gonna have him cut a promo in the ring, okay? But then on Rampage, we're gonna have him do commentary. But then on Dynamite, he's gonna he's gonna do commentary that's gonna lead to an angle. And then on uh, and then on Dynamite or on Rampage, he'll do another promo from that said angle. You know what I mean? Or yes. he'll have a match against a random, and then it's going to bounce off and follow up with it. You know what I mean? Uh-huh. I, I'm digging the Eddie Kingston stuff, but at the same time, it's like they're finding, like, he was on Dynamite this week. In a, in a, He didn't cut a promo, and he didn't have a match, and he didn't do uh, commentary at the table. He had a backstage <laughs> altercation with Eddie Kingston. I oh, thought that was good. But great. Eddie Kingston is phenomenal. 
I like Eddie Kingston, but I think he needs to slow down on his promos. He yeah. gets so fired up and worked up that like he stumbles over his over his words. Mm. You know, I, I think I think if he slows it down a little bit, I think you know people call him this version of Piper and Dusty, which is fucking laughable. But he's 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 emotional, and I think that if he just kind of like standard it and didn't rush what he was going to say, it would come across better. Like I just watched the video package with him and punk for the pay-per-view. And he was like, he was, you know, very like low tone, monotone, quiet. He was slow in his delivery, but he made his points like that was great. Right. But when he gets on the mic and he's like, y'all little bitch. Right. He gets, he gets too fired up. And then it's like, <laughs> you know, he's, he, he, he goes off. Yeah. Like you could tell in that, in that, in that face-off he had with Punk in the promo, mm-hmm. Punk was kind of trying to bring things back in that in that promo. It was almost like Kingston went off the deep end, and, and Punk was trying to kind of bring it back a little bit. Like you said, like, center it. Yeah, slow yeah. down. Yeah. You know, <clears throat> if he slows down and he and he and he stays focused on what he's going to say instead of just trying to make sure he gets everything out and try to remember everything, then I think he'll be fine. But people think he's like God's gift to the microphone and currently, and I don't think that's the case at all. I think he brings something different. I like his presentation, but he's not the greatest on the microphone mm. like everyone makes him out to be. Mm. Okay. Yeah, I mean, he, he's he's great. Uh, I'm, I'm not saying he is the greatest, but uh, he, he is a standout in AEW for sure. Um, other recent news. Uh, John Moxley seeking support, uh, rehab, uh, inpatient for alcohol. Um, Dave, you, you want to talk about this? You, you've, you also kicked your habit. Um, do you want to, any thoughts on this? I mean, I never went to alcohol treatment. Like I never went to like a, like a rehab center. Um, but I, you know, I'm going on, I'm going on 10 years in January. Um, where I haven't had a drop, um, but yeah, I mean, you know, everyone reaches a certain point in their life, you know, where they reach a certain threshold and they're like, okay, enough's enough. And he must have reached that at some point. Um, you know, and that's good that, you know, he recognized that and, and he wants to go get help. I mean, that's the, that's, that's the major thing too, with people that, that, that suffer from that, that have suffered from, from substance abuse issues is that you have to be the one to recognize it first. And, and want to get the help before anything could get done. And so that's what he's doing. AEW supports it. I, I, I support, you know, I support that 100%. I absolutely want nothing, do. But the, want nothing but the best for him. Wrestling will always be here. Go handle your shit and, 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 and get well for yourself, yeah. for your newborn, for your family. Yep. And, you know, and that's that. I mean, yeah. you, you can't knock it, you know. And, 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 and I, thought, I thought when Punk cut that promo and incorporated that into his promo, I thought, I thought it was very well done. Um, I did too. You know, he didn't overdo it. He didn't, he didn't, you know, glorify it, but you know, he just said, you know, if you need help, go get help. It's okay. You know? And, and that was one of the things that I learned when, you know, I, when I decided it was time for me to, to, to retire from the drinking team was I needed to, to, 
to better myself, my health for, you know, my long-term future. And I mean, I started going to AA for, for, you know, and, and, and I'm the, I'm a firm believer. This is me that like everyone's, everyone's different and everyone's way of getting help is different. You know, whether it's a 12 step, whether it's a rehabilitation program, you know, or whether it's just cold Turkey and, mm-hmm. you know, and, and I did a cold Turkey. I tried AA for about six months and I, and for the people that were in that program, that those meetings I would go to, that worked for them. That was, that it was, works if you work it. I've been to those meetings. It works if you work it, but, it, but at the same time, you also have to understand it and connect with it. Like for Absolutely. me, I would, I would go to those meetings and I, more often than not, than the majority of the adults that were in that room wanted to hurt themselves or kill themselves with alcohol mm-hmm. because of things that took place in their life. My story was a little bit different. I was just stupid when I drank. I didn't know how to handle my liquor, and I would do dumb things. Right. I wasn't depressed. I didn't want to hurt myself. I didn't want to kill myself. Okay? So that's when I realized, okay, maybe this isn't for me. But I had my come-to-Jesus moment when I woke up in the hospital from my car accident from drinking and realized I can't do this anymore. Yeah, absolutely. And, that, and that's, that's enough for me. Okay? Everybody's different. How they handle it different. As long as you're getting, as long as you're, you're helping yourself and and you're sticking to it and you're getting help. That's all that matters at the end of the day. Whether it's, and I'm not knocking AA. Let's let's. Uh, I'll be honest with you. I'm not knocking AA. It's not for everybody, but for the people that it's for, it works. Mm-hmm. Okay, rehabilitation, it helps. It works. You know what I mean. I'm no better than anybody else, but my approach was different, and it's worked for me for the last almost 10 years now so that's awesome for moxley keep doing what you're doing man i support it i respect it you know what i mean yep. a lot of people a lot, a lot of people can't sit here and say that you know that with pride and a lot of people's pride gets in the way but you know a lot of people can't say like you know i need help right He's doing that the company supports it and you know take as much time as you need and you know wrestling will always be here very cool. Yeah. Uh, thank you for sharing that, Dave. Um, I, I, I didn't mean for you to divulge that much, but I, no, I do, no, no, I do no, appreciate okay. it. And I, I, I do, uh, send, you know, positive vibes to John Moxley and hope you get better. I mean, take care of yourself. Absolutely. Um, right on. Um, any other like stuff from AEW you want to talk about before we move on? I went to a show in Boston a couple weeks ago, their Halloween episode, which yeah. was pretty fun. How was um, that? How was the presentation? I had fun. I, I had a good time. Um, I went with a group of friends. A buddy of mine, he um, actually had a, a, a private suite, like a box, um, that he rented out. And so I bought a ticket from him. And, you know, I'll be honest with you, going to a wrestling sh- I mean, I've been to a wrestling show since uh, January of 2020. I went to an indie show in, uh, in Connecticut locally. And I saw uh, Brian Pillman Jr., Darby Allen, uh, Road Warrior Animal, Bob Backlund, um, just to name a few. So that was the last show I went to before, you know. The, Wait, Bob Backlund wrestling? So, so this is the first Wait, show. Wait, hold, hold on. Sorry, sorry. Was Bob Backlund wrestling on that card? No, he didn't. Oh. No, he made an appearance. He put oh, some okay. He put some local guy in the chicken wing. Oh, okay. they did some local heel in the chicken wing because they disrespected him like because he was signing his book gotcha so did he, he did, pretty much promote his book did he hand out business cards for his construction company um i 
I don't know, but I'll okay. be honest with you. He was taking pictures of, of uh, he was signing the book and taking pictures, and, and then he cut the promo um, and did the, the the spot in the ring with the local guy. But I didn't see any business cards. Um, <laughs> but I'll have, next time if he's locally in an event, I'll have to ask if he's still. He, he delivers oil. Yeah, I know. I, I know. We're just carrying yeah. on the continuous joke of Bob Backlund and his construction company. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Meanwhile, we're doing a podcast and getting paid nothing. Talking yeah. wrestling. Okay. Uh, <clears throat> so go ahead. We're advertising uh, some wrestler's construction company and not getting paid for it. Right. So go, go ahead uh, uh, with your story about the AEW no, experience. I, I went to a show. Uh, I went to the AEW show in Boston on the 27th. And um, I had a lot of fun with my brother, um, Dennis Levy, who co-hosts Kicking Out too with me, a buddy of mine, Tito. Um, he was the one that had the suite set up. Um, I'll be honest with you, man. I've gone. I've gone to a couple shows with with Tito in those in those private boxes, and that's the way to go. Like it really is. Like it's supposed to like sitting in the crowd next to like a stranger. You know, I got room. I can get up. I can stand. There's a server. She comes in. She asks if you want something to drink. You want something to eat. Very you know, cool. the bathroom's right there. You're not waiting in the concession line. Um, I did that at NXT a couple of years ago. I saw Takeover in Bridgeport the night that Adam Cole. Won the title from Johnny Gargano. Okay. And um, that was a lot of fun, too. So, I, I mean, if I if I have to, like, I'll keep doing that instead of, like, buying tickets to an actual, you know, like, in an actual seat. Because that's just, to me, that's just the way to go. Mm-hmm. And it was a small arena. Only sat, like, 3,500 people, maybe, like, 4,000 people total. Um, but it was a lot of fun. I, I enjoyed it. It's a long night, you know. They tape dark and dark elevation before a dynamite. Then they do rampage afterwards. So I walked out of there probably, I'd say like eleven fifteen. Okay. But um, it's funny the the you know the crowds into it. The AEW crowds are a lot of fun. They're very into it. Um, during in between, I think. Um, uh, Dynamite and Rampage, Tony Khan came out, and he was almost like the hype man. <laughs> like, he was hyping up the show. Like He was like, are you guys excited to see Brian Danielson and Eddie Kingston? Yeah! Like, he was like, he was fired up. Awesome. Like, which, which, I can appreciate that. At the same time, it just felt very, like, corny and forced, but it, I, overall, it was a fun night. I, I'd highly suggest going to a show. Um, they're a lot of fun, and you know, the crowd was into it. I thought the, the show itself it was a Halloween edition, so it, it, it was a lot of fun. I re- I really had a good time, and you know, if AEW comes closer to, to where I live, then you know, maybe I'll, uh, I'll I'll take the opportunity to go go check them out again. Very cool. Um, yeah, I, I never talked about it, but uh, we went to um, ROH Best in the World in uh, July of this year, twenty twenty one. And, uh, and it was, it was sectioned out, you know, it was spaced out for the seats. So we were able to sit, but then, you know, like the row ahead of us, there was nobody in there and the row behind us, there was nobody in there, but there was people to the sides of us, like spaced out like four or five chairs each. Um, so it was at the UMBC, um, like basketball arena that they have there a little, little, like they call it the Chesapeake center now. Um, but anyhow, it's part of the college UMBC. Um, so it's, it's, it's a little venue. So there was like hardly, you know, uh, any people there, like a couple hundred. Um, and, uh, 
Yeah, that crowd there is interesting. I love ROH, but some of the people there, yeah, fun stuff. There was like two ladies screaming the entire time, anytime Matt Taven was on the screen or mentioned. Uh, so he has some little groupies that follow him. Yeah, that was funny. Yeah. So, um, all right, let's, let's, let's move on. Um, let's do a little special segment called this day in history today in history. Uh, November the 12th is what we're talking about right now. November the 12th, 1965, Maurice mad dog Vachon defeated the crusher to win the AWA world heavyweight title for the fourth time. Then, exactly one year later, 1966, Dick the Bruiser, the Crusher's tag team partner, defeated Mad Dog Vachon for the AWA title. Yeah. Uh, And then, in 2003, uh, TNA held their weekly pay-per-view in Nashville, Tennessee, at the Nashville Fairgrounds, and it was the in-ring return of Lex Luger, his first match since being arrested since... uh, Miss Elizabeth had died in his home. Uh, yeah, but uh, the I main e- that. yeah the main event was Sting and AJ Styles defeating Lex Luger and Jeff Jarrett. Styles uh, pinned Luger after Sting hit Luger uh, with the baseball bat and uh, some splashes, and uh, Luger had Styles in the torture rack. But yeah, the, Sting and AJ Styles beat Lex Luger and Jeff Jarrett. Any thoughts on that? I used to watch the weekly TNA, so I, I totally forgot that Luger uh, Luger was on there, um, mm-hmm. and he actually wrestled. Um, but on, on another note regarding Luger, I'm really actually wait. I've been waiting for a while. I don't know why, but maybe it's just because I'm a, I'm a mark for Luger. But um, I've been waiting for WWE to put that icon special out on him. I know on, what on, happened with those. They were supposed to do one for like 4th of July or something regarding him and the Lex Express and all this stuff. And I don't know what happened, but they never they, they never put it out um, on, on, the, on the cock. I mean, the peacock. Um, so I'm, I'm kind of I'm, I'm interested in his story. I'm interested in hearing him talk about his story, you know, his fall from grace, if you will. Because, I mean, he's he's very open about like, you know, the mistakes he's made in wrestling and. You know, he, he takes full responsibility for the Miss Elizabeth thing. Well, well maybe. Do you um, think Do you think that's it? Do you think that's why WWE doesn't want to feature that? Well, they, I mean. Because even be, the dark side of the ring that came out this past season, would, you know, he was on it. I, w- I don't understand why they would send a camera crew to his home and, 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 and interview him for a special if they didn't want to feature it. You know what I mean? Maybe Knowing they're... What, Maybe they're waiting. No, I don't know. Was involved in that. Yeah, you know, it might be a uh, collateral to to you know, I don't know. They're doing like collateral damage, just making sure right now that everything is fine. Maybe they'll release it um, next year. Or let it let it cool off from the dark side of the ring. Stuff. Part of me feels like that they might hold that off with him, yeah. and then they do it coinciding with him going into the Hall of Fame. Right. I can see them putting him in the Hall of Fame. Okay. That's just me personally. I could be wrong, but I can see them putting him into the Hall of Fame. Yeah. All right. I think there's a Davy Boy one, too, that they recorded that they were supposed to do and that a, never came out either. Yeah. Uh, so, I haven't seen any of those, so I'm, I'm not sure what's going on with that. You saw the Yokozuna one, right? Yes, that was very well done. Yeah, the Yokozuna one. 
one, the RVD, and then the Beth Phoenix. I, put out. I haven't watched the RVD or the Beth Phoenix ones, but I will the check RVD those out. The RVD one was pretty good. good. I like the RVD one. I was always a big RVD guy. So. Same here. Same here. Same here. Um, also today in history, 2006, it was the first set of Wrestling Society X tapings in Los Angeles. Um, the 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 main event was Vampiro defeating Sean Waltman to become the first uh, WSX champion. Uh, did you ever watch Wrestling Society X, Dave? No, I did. It was on MTV, right? Yes, indeed. Yeah, I didn't watch it. Um, I heard things about it, but I mean, some of the names that came out of that... Tyler Black, um, Seth Rollins, uh, Jimmy yep. Jacobs, they were in a team together there. I used to watch it. Um, yeah, Vampiro, Sean Waltman were showcased there, but then there were some younger guys. Now, was that their version they were trying to recreate ECW? Essentially. Like, a yeah. Yeah. Okay. But it kind of had, like, a Lucha Underground vibe to it yep. at the same time. Exactly. It was kind of more cinematic with the, you know... Um, the backstage stuff and the 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 themes of the feuds okay. and everything, but yeah, um, it, I used to watch it here and there. Um, I'm trying to think of who else was featured. They would have like music artists too that would be like the the guests. So they had like uh, Zach Wild from the Black Label Society. They had Three Six Mafia. They had uh, Good Charlotte on there. They had Pitbull, Styles P, Newfound Glory. Um, they were they would host each episode. Um, like, okay. You know, uh, so it was a mix of music and uh, wrestling. Interesting. Um, yeah, they had uh, Ricky Banderas, who later becomes uh, El Macias, who also is uh, Mil Muertes from Lucha Underground. So okay. an interesting tie in there, Vampiro as well. Um, Matt Seidel, wasn't he a part of that too? Correct. Um, okay. I- I'm, I'm looking for the roster here. Let's go through the roster. Um, see, I'm not, I'm not recognizing any of these. Jack Evans. Um, he was on there. Joey Ryan, uh, just okay. incredible. Um, Luke, yeah, Hawks. Luke Hawks. Luke who, Hawks. Yeah. Yep. Uh, Matt Cross, Matt Seidel, Matt Classic, um, uh, New Jack, uh, Puma, Scorpio Sky. Puma. He was. Uh, um, he's Ricochet, I mm, believe. Right. Mm, uh, no, this was uh, T.J. Perkins. Oh, under under okay. a mask. I'm sorry. Because um, Ricochet was Prince Puma in Lucha Underground, correct? Correct, correct. Uh, okay, Scorpio. So there's Puma and then there's Prince. I got you. Yeah, Scorpio Sky was uh, was in the the company as well. Interesting. Uh, Teddy Hart. Um, that doesn't surprise me. And Ty- Tyler Black, who is Seth Rollins, is probably the yep. most the most uh, famous. Vic Grimes from ECW. Oh God! Well, him and New Jack in the same <laughs> fucking promotion again. Yeah. Oh man, so it, it was an interesting, uh, interesting dichotomy there. I think um, at some point, uh, whoever the uh, whoever Watt, who's the guy that produced uh, Lucha Underground? What's his name again? Why am I blanking on his name? Uh, Dario. Uh... No, 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 no. The the, the real guy. Um, friends with uh, Quentin Tarantino, Robert Rodriguez. I'm pretty sure Robert Rodriguez has caught had caught wrestling society x and was like oh i could do this but like lucha you know okay gotcha. it was it was it was similar to that in that way um okay. that's it this has been today in wrestling history this day in history um yeah 
uh, Dave, um, anything else you want to you want to chop up or talk about? Um, Dark Side of the Ring. Did you enjoy that this last season? I don't have the channel, so the last one I watched was I watched it on Daily Motion. Was um, uh, the FMW Onita right uh, episode, which I didn't know anything about that. I didn't know I didn't have any knowledge about so. That was interesting. That story was interesting as to how F- Onita and FMW were formed and and the, the 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 fall from grace that the company had, but all the, like the crazy like like the story that Sabu told while him and his uncle wrestled Onita and some other fucking guy. And the and fire they, like, the got too thing. hot that they almost that they burned like sixty percent of the Sheik's body. Yeah, they lit the ring on fire, but it was like I was like, holy cow! I was like, this is this is not. And, and then like. When the first thought in my mind when I watched that clip was like, no wonder why Jim Cornette hates wrestling so much. Mm. Like, mm. it was like I don't blame some of these old timers for being like, what the fuck is this? Well, and guess what? Like, my my buddy Dan just went, recently went to a show in Trenton, New Jersey, and no Onita uh, wrestled another guy in a death match there, and the same thing, a, a huge fireball, and the guy burnt himself pretty bad. Jesus Christ! Yep, and they did it in like a baseball stadium. It seems like deathmatch wrestling, though, is is kind of making a little bit of a comeback on the mainstream with that that Dark Side of the Ring episode with Nick Gage. That that really yeah, like, Game Changer kind of, Wrestling is 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 presenting a lot of the deathmatch stuff. I mean, Matt Cordona got involved with it. Uh, CZW is a, a tournament held month, you know, in 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 Delaware. Um, you know, year, yearly they have the Tournament of Death there. Um, so it, it, it's. It's a, sur- a resurgence in a way, and the underground uh, following has gotten more, you know, more into it. I think it. what Cardona has done to market himself with that audience has been genius. Yeah, you absolutely. Know, he's like the he's like what Mick Foley was in the in the mid '90s with ECW when he was very anti-hardcore. Absolutely. You know that that heel Cactus Jack mm-hmm. um, in in 1995 ECW. I thought. That what Cardona has done to market himself in that way has been genius. Like he's really like he's he stepped away from Zap Ryder, you know. But at the same time, he's also taken the 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 ideas behind the machine, as they like to call it, being WWE, with his character, and have thrown it in the face of the complete opposite audience, like GCW. Yeah. Um, so I think it's been I think it's been very well done, um, and he's done a great job to market himself right now. Currently, as being like very anti-hardcore. Mm-hmm. So I I really like what he's been doing. He's been he's he's really stepped up, and I I'm actually kind of surprised. I mean, I know he wrestles for Impact right now. I'm actually kind of surprised he's not um, on AEW uh, currently at this at this moment. He did a couple of shots for them back in the spring, but um, yeah, I, I was I'm really enjoying. I've been following him on social media, and I've been really enjoying what he's been doing with with GCW. Yeah, he's actually got a nice little spot on Impact, though. Um, he's getting pushed kind of towards the title in a way. Uh, Moose was able to uh, cash in um, his his gauntlet match win or his battle royal win from Slam, um, uh, Bound for Glory and uh, defeated Josh Alexander, who had just gotten through a hell of a match with uh the champion at the time christian man uh did you were you able to catch that at all didn't catch that i uh, i heard the match was great 
It's great. Um, and I, I heard the finish was good, and yep. that, you know, even at the end with Moose, like the whole thing to set up his run in to get the title, I heard that was, I heard that was very well done. Yeah, so this past week they had Moose teaming with Morrissey and Minoru Suzuki going against Matt Cordona, um, Eddie Edwards, and uh, uh, Josh Alexander. Um, and I'm digging Josh Alexander the more that I see him. Um, he, he's got that that presentation of wrestling. You know, he's got the 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 strap suit and then the headgear as well, which uh, yeah. you know. Uh, is pretty cool. It's like a throwback. It reminds me of Kurt Angle fused with, you know, um, Christian a bit, if that if that makes any sense. But yeah. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. I'm digging. I'm digging Josh Alexander, and I like the chase that's going on right now with Impact. That's some good stuff that I've been watching recently. I did watch uh, New Japan G1 Climax, and I've been catching up on the power struggle stuff. So I will be dropping a Gaijin wrestling radio for you guys. I've set, have my studio set up finally. So, uh, I will be recording, um, and pulling on um, some of the weight, uh, finally. So, uh, back on the saddle finally. again. <laughs> finally. finally. For fuck's sake. You've been supposed to be dropping Gaijin since July. Yeah. What the fuck happened? I mean, God forbid you have a life and a kid and all those stuff. I know. Jesus. Yeah. True. True, Tell yeah. your baby to just like keep down, like quiet, you know, and then maybe you could record a couple of guys, put a few in the in the bank. You know yeah, I mean? exactly. She's uh, you she's know? she's keeping me busy on my toes, but yeah. she does no, enjoy. In all seriousness, I'm happy for you. I'm glad. Thank you. you. She's she, going good. She does enjoy uh, watching wrestling when I have her in her little jumper thing. Uh, I'll put on some wrestling and you know fold clothes or hang out with her for a little bit. Um, nice. Yeah, so she she enjoys it, but I don't want to encourage the violence because she's she's a slapper uh she'll slap me in the face so we're trying to teach her to be gentle she's only eight months so she's 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 still a little green dude so we're trying to get her into developmental and you know then we'll give her the push her working punches are worse than her shoot punches is what you're saying yeah yeah she's (laughs) she's a little snug if you will yeah (laughs) <laughs> uh all right well i think that's about it right i mean we've we've caught up pretty much um since the last time we've spoke um you know yeah yeah uh, i look been a while. yeah it's been a while I, I had a lot of fun this, is, this has been a lot of fun well, i'll definitely you know i don't foresee my basement being done next month so we'll we can resume this operation uh, absolutely the month of december absolutely uh, catch up yeah with, uh Maybe we'll, maybe we'll do a holiday special, you know, oh, cool. you yeah. know, something we'll, we'll try, we'll try, you know, make it, you know, a little more interesting, a little more fun, yeah. um, you know, and, and requests, we still take them. So mm-hmm. by all means, if, uh, your name's not Nick Opelouski and you want to give us a special request <laughs> on what you'd like to cover or watch, by all means, hit us up in our DMs at Retromania, um, or, you know, Kobe Knighter personally on Facebook or myself, Dave Rosenbluth, or you can... You know, whatever. But yeah, um, Nick, keep the requests coming. We'll make sure we get them out there for you. But we will like eventually. Everybody else is sharing the fun too. So absolutely. Uh, thank you. Find us on any podcasting platform by searching Retromania with the W. You can write to us at Retromania Podcast at Gmail dot com. You can find us on Twitter at Retromania Pod. Um, and like rate review share subscribe it helps us grow thank you for all the listens there's been a lot of listens lately um i'm digging it so uh keep enjoying and uh sharing and posting and we'll grow uh dave sign off where we can find you and uh we will talk to you next time
You can find me on Kicking Out at Two, Facebook.com forward slash Kicking Out at Two, as well as our Twitter at Kicking Out Two, K I C K N O U T, and the number two. Um, you know, links to archive shows on the Retromania. You know, search for if you want to find Kicking Out at Two shows, you can find them on the Retromania archive link. Um, hoping to be back by the new year so I can kick things off, get up and running. But in the meantime, catch up on the archives over at Retromania with a W. Bye.